This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. What happens here in the, in, in, with the Dust Bowl, the locusts move through, nothing is alive. They will even eat wood. Locusts are terrible. The noise, the darkness that, that fills the whole sky as all these locusts just come like a, like a flood of water. Where to go? He did that. Let's remember, locust, okay. Locust, okay. Then darkness. It says in the Bible, the darkness was so severe it could be felt. It penetrating darkness. There was no light it was such a, a darkness that it drove into depression. You know, in Scandinavia in the north there, sometimes we do work in the north of, of Finland with one of our customers. They have to go to light clinics. They, have, they are so susceptible to getting depressed in the wintertime. They have to go and sit in front, in front of fluorescent UV lights on their face for two hours to keep out of depression. There were no light clinics. There was a darkness that's sent into a deep depression. Darkness, let's remember that. Darkness, okay darkness. And then finally, what the Passover is all about was the death of the firstborn, the pride of the family. The firstborn, the one who was going to be the, from the one who was going to be the prince of Egypt, the one who was going to be the ruler of Egypt, down to the one who was going to assume the father's role, the firstborn in the family, the very heart of the family cut out. Let's remember, death of the firstborn, death of the firstborn. Okay. That's what happened. Now, at this point in the Seder service, there is a song called Dainu, very popular song. Ilu, ilu, hotzianu, hotzianu, mi mitzrayim, hotzianu, mi mitzrayim, dainu. You know it? Dai, dainu, dai, dainu, dai, dainu, dainu, dainu. Okay, it's not so complicated. Okay, then it has a lot of verses to it, more than that. What it's basically saying is that if God would have just taken us out of Egypt, that would have been enough for us. And it goes on to say, have he given us their riches and not split the Dead Sea for us? Dainu, 
That would have been enough for us. No, I don't know. I, I kind of remember something different. I remember about screaming at the Red Sea and, you know, want to kill Moses because the Red Sea. Anyway, what do I know? Anyway, then the next verse goes on. It says, had he met our needs in the desert for 40 years and not fed us with manna, Dainu, it would have been enough for us. No, I don't know. I have a selective memory. I kind of remember something different. I remember something about quails. And I don't know. They wanted meat. And, and uh, oh, what do I know? Then it says, had he brought us to Mount Sinai and not given us Torah, it would have been enough for us. Dainu. No, I don't know. Again, I just have this. I just remember something about a golden calf there. Uh, well, what do I know? Anyway, I just don't remember this record of them saying it was enough. And they were so grateful and so appreciative. And I remember the complaining and the murmuring is what I remember and wanting to kill Moses for taking them out of Egypt and wanting to go back to Egypt. Maybe it's me. What do I know? I went to go see my cardiologist one time and he listened to my chest, Dr. Goldberg. And he said, oh, you have a heart murmur. I said, it's okay. He says, my people are known for murmuring. <laughs> His people too. Anyway, now we see on the table here a lamb shank bone, a lamb shank bone, okay. Now, this is reminiscent of the lamb, of the Passover lamb, which the rabbis instruct, by the way, you're not supposed to touch that lamb shank bone. And you're never supposed to eat lamb on Passover because the Jewish people don't have a Passover lamb yet, so you're not supposed to eat lamb. So you eat chicken, you eat brisket of beef, but what are we gonna eat tonight? Lamb. Why? Because we have a Passover lamb. As it says in John 1.29, that Jesus, Johanan, next day he saw Jesus coming to him and he said, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And as we said in 1 Corinthians 5.7, 1 Corinthians 5.7, for Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, we eat lamb tonight in remembrance of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ who was sacrificed for us. The lamb shank reminds us as we look at this lamb shank here and think about it, it reminds us of Isaac's question to Abraham, to Father Abraham, when they were taking that, that heart-wrenching walk up the mountain between father and son. Such a tender moment as Isaac, the son, his only son, between him and Sarah, he says to his father, he says, Father and Abraham, in a full disclosure openness, says, Hineni, behold me. Behold all of me. I'm here for you, my son. What do you want to ask? As they were marching up to the hill of sacrifice, and it's in Genesis 22.7, Genesis 22.7, where it says, Isaac spake unto his father and said, My father, Avi, my father. And he said, Hineni, here am I, my son. Benny, here am I, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? The burning question. What did Abraham say to his son? He knew that Isaac was the lamb. He knew he was going to sacrifice Isaac. What would he say? Isaac says, Isaac says to him, dad, isn't there something missing here? Haven't you forgotten something? We can look at the Seder plate and ask Isaac's question. Behold the Seder plate and the Haggadah and the matzah and the carpus, the parsley and the salt water and the, the bitter herbs, the egg, the haroset, the candle, 
We've got it all here. Where's the lamb for a burnt offering? That's Isaac's question. Dad, did you forget something? Isn't there something missing here? And then Abraham gave this wonderful statement, full disclosure, full openness. He said in the next verse in Genesis 22, 8, Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And then you know what it says? And I, I personally believe that at that moment, Isaac knew, I'm the lamb. I'm the lamb. And then it says, they went both of them, echad. They went both of them together. They were together from that point. Isaac understood he was going to be offered. He was so strong. He was a, he was a strong kid. Man, not a kid. He was a strong person, Isaac. He could have thrown Abraham down that hill when Abraham turned to him to tie him up and put him on the altar. But he willingly gave his hands, tie me, Father. Carry me, Father. Lay me on the altar, Father. I see you take up your knife to kill me, Father. I'm willing. I'm the willing sacrifice. They went, both of them, echad. They went, both of them, together, in agreement, because they knew God will provide. Now, we know in Abraham's case that when he left his servants, he said, I and the lad will go yonder to Mount Moriah and worship, and we will come back to you again. That's what he told the servants. He had full confidence that if he killed Isaac, there was going to be a resurrection from the dead, and he was going to come back with Isaac alive. Why? Because God had said, your seed is going to be multiplied, and that was the only one he had, so dead kids don't make seed. So he knew this was going to happen. But this was Isaac's question. Where's the lamb? And he said, God will provide himself a lamb. And then as you know what happened there, as Abraham lifted up his knife to kill his son, God stopped him, and then Abraham looked up, lifted up his, his eyes and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. Why? When a ram is caught in his horns by his thickets, he struggles, he does not blemish himself. There's no tear on his skin. It's his horns that have been caught. And so he takes that ram and offers him in this wonderful Hebrew word, which means in the stead of Isaac. He offered him in the place of Isaac. What a picture of the Lamb of God. He was offered where Isaac, and the ram is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we should die for our sins. We should be cast into hell, every one of us. But God says, no, you go off the altar. The Lord Jesus Christ will go on the altar. He will be offered in the stead of you. And that's what we're celebrating tonight with the Passover. It's the words, in the stead of. That's what happened there. Now, it says in Isaiah 53, 7, the great chapter that describes him, Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, the Lord Jesus. Yet he opened not his mouth. Tie me, Father. He is brought as a lamb to the father to the slaughter. As a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he offered, opened not his mouth. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Now, at this point in the ceremony, it goes back to the matzah, and you take a piece of matzah. I'll take a piece of matzah. 
And all you do now is you, you, rate, you rate, make it go up and you make it go down. You, and that's just to remind us that the matzah did not rise. It did not rise. Now, the next thing we do is called the, the maror. And what we do here is that you take some more of that horseradish, good amount, oh yeah, and you do this, I don't think so. <laughs> so no, don't do that. You can, it tastes a little bit. You have to taste a little bit. It tastes just a little bit, not so much. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Whew. This is the only time you get to see Tom with a tender heart. Um, that's called, in the New Testament, the sop. The sop. I want to read to you what happened at the Last Supper with this moror, this bitter herbs, the sop. It says in John 13, 21, it, now keep in mind, it's bitter, it's bad, it's terrible. When Jesus had, has said thus, he, he was troubled in spirit and testified saying, verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on the other, doubting of whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' breast, one of the disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it was of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, is it who is it? Who is it that's going to betray you? Who is it? Jesus answered and said, He it is to whom I shall give the sop. He passed it to him. And when I have dipped it, and when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas. Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou doest do quickly. And he went out and betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. What will you give me, he said, if I betray him? And they agreed for 30 pieces of silver, and then he betrayed him. All right, now, the third cup of wine now, the third cup of wine is called the cup of Hallel. And so here we take and uh, the cup, we put a matzo over it. Why do we put a matzo over it? The rabbis will tell you. I don't know. Anyway, you put a matzo over it. And at this point, cover it. And then you, you sing, you sing. Okay, we take a little sip and take a sip. Hallel means praise. Hallelujah means praise to the Lord. And then, you know, everybody sings from the, the, um, the Jewish national Songbook, which you all have a copy of, don't you? That's the Psalms. That's the Psalms. And one of the Psalms that's sung, and I want to just read you the text from it, from Psalm 118, verse 22 through 26. This is sung. The stone which the builders rejected is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Baruch ba'ah, Hashem, Yehovah, or Adonai. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Now, the next, the last cup is called the cup of redemption. Now, this fourth cup is taken, 
And this is the cup, this last cup, the cup of redemption. When the Lord Jesus raised this cup, and you know what he said? He said in Matthew 26, 28, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sins. And then we can take a sip of this now. Now, this is called also, it's the cup of redemption, but it's also the call for Elijah. The last two verses in the Old Testament, before the 400-year silence, before the New Testament, the last two verses in the last book of the, of the Hebrew Scriptures is the book of Malachi. And the last two messages that God gives, like this is the, mess, this is the last message, you won't hear from me. This is it. Keep this in your mind, Israel, because this is the last message from God. And here's what he said. Behold, I send unto you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. There's a tremendous expectation at this time. There's an anticipation in the air. As a, as, as a matter of fact, there's always an empty seat which is set for Elijah, for this yearningness. And then at this point, the youngest boy, in the, which was always me because I was the, the only child, would get up and he would go and open the door for Elijah. Nobody better be there. It's very scary if somebody's there, you know. But nevertheless, this is what happens. I was always so terrified someone was going to be there when I opened that door. But, and then everybody sings a song. It's the oldest Hebrew melody known. It's a sad song. It's a longing song. It's a song for a call for Elijah. Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu Hatishbi. Eliyahu, Eliyahu, Eliyahu Hagaligiladi. Goes on, Bimyara, Bimenu, Yavoelenu, Imashiach ben David, Imashiach ben David. Okay, so the words are Eliyahu, Eliyahu, Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu the prophet. Eliyahu Hatishbi. Elijah, Elijah the prophet. Elijah the Tishbite. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah the Gileadite of Gilead. Come to us soon with Messiah, son of David. With Messiah, son of David. You know, the words of that, that song, they, they sink deep into our hearts with a sense of mourning, a sense of real sadness. And it reminds us of the sadness that the Lord Jesus Christ had when he stood over Jerusalem in Matthew 23, 37. Matthew 23, 37, when he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent to them to thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under his wings, and you would not. Now, at that point, and the door is open. Now, the end, now, we come to the end of the Passover, and there is a phrase which is always said, Lashana Haba'ah Berushalayim. 
next year in Jerusalem. And we're all looking forward to the new Jerusalem. By the way, that song, you know, that, that phrase is, is said, but, you know, it's a Lashana Haba'a Berushala Hayim. It goes on and on. You know, Lashana, Lashana Haba'a, Lashana, Lashana Haba'a, Lashana, Lashana Haba'a, Hayim. That's not exactly the words, but the tune is pretty close. So, anyway, but we're looking forward to the new Jerusalem. And the New Jerusalem is spoken of in Revelation 21.2, where John says, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So let's just say, next year in the New Jerusalem, shall we? Next year in the New Jerusalem. Okay, now, we've come to the end of the meal, but the meal can't stop because there's one thing missing. It's the afikoman. So the youngest person will go and search for the afikoman. Nobody looks young here. No, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> do you know where it is? It could be a long time before you find it. <laughs> All right, you want to go and try? Give her a hint. Can you give some digital numbers to this? <laughs> Oh, she found it. Okay. Hooray. Okay. Now you come to me, and wait a minute. I'm supposed to give you a prize. Let's give her a prize. No, I don't have any prize. I'll give you an IOU. <laughs> I'll give you something later. I always complained about the prize because it never kept up with inflation. But anyway, the Bible says that in Isaiah 11.6, a little child shall lead them. A little child shall lead them. In Romans eleven twenty six, it says, so all Israel shall be saved. All Israel shall be saved. Now what happens is the father now takes the afikoman here. This is a matzah plate. He takes the afikoman, and um, the meal can't stop until this is done. He breaks it, and no one can leave the table so everyone has had a piece of the afikoman and eaten it. That's required. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ did? When, you know what he said with the afikoman? My body, which is broken for you, is due in remembrance of me. So now we're going to pass it around so you can all take a piece. Remember, that is the matzah, which is pierced and striped. Jason, should we get a, another plate to think, or are we gonna, we're going to speed up the dispensing? So if you take one, don't, if you just hold it, or maybe too late already, but. This is the verse, what I was referring to, is in Mark 14.22. Mark 14.22, where it says, and as they did eat, Jesus took bread, and blessed it, and break it, and gave it to them, and said, take eat, this is my body. Remember now, the afikoman was hidden, was searched for, it was found by one person, and that person got a reward. And then it comes up to the head, it's all broken, distributed among the family, and now let's just all eat the afikoman together. Okay, there you have it, folks. 
That is the Passover. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.